0: Hi, I'm Michael Sonnell with Tux Digital, and this is the first episode of This Week in Linux. This Week in Linux is a weekly news show providing a roundup of the news for the GNU Linux community and ecosystem. I'll be releasing new episodes every Sunday, so be sure to subscribe. I had actually planned to start this show a couple of weeks from now, rather than today. I was going to spend that time preparing all the assets and the format and etc. But seeing as how Canonical released some extraordinary news this week, I felt like It would be a good idea to just go ahead and start. Since this is the first episode, and a somewhat rushed episode, please feel free to send any feedback you may have for the show. I'll go into detail about the show, the direction, and how you can submit feedback at the end of the video. But for now, let's just get to the news. We're going to start the show with a topic that might be the biggest news from Canonical in the past couple of years. Ubuntu 1710 might be named acrobatic Ardvark. Okay, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm not actually sure if that's going to be the name or not, but hey, whatever. The real news is Canonical announced that they will be ending support for Unity 8 and switching to GNOME as a default desktop environment for Ubuntu 18.04. Canonical also announced that they're going to be ending the push for Convergence and Ubuntu Phone. This news obviously creates a much greater number of questions than it does answers, But I'm going to do my best to answer as many as possible. I expect there will be a need for updates on this story in a future episode or two. But for now, here's what I know. So, the first natural question, I think, when this news was announced was, um, wait, what? But yeah, it is true. So, now to the more specific questions. So is this the end of the Ubuntu desktop? Without any doubt, I can say that this is most certainly not the end of the Ubuntu desktop. Ubuntu is the world's most popular Linux distribution. It's used by millions of people around the world. So it's safe to say that the Ubuntu desktop itself is not going anywhere. But for confirmation, Mark Shutterworth actually addressed this particular question on the announcement about the change. And I quote, I'd like to emphasize our ongoing passion for, investment in, and commitment to the Ubuntu desktop that millions rely on. We will continue to produce the most usable open-source desktop in the world, to maintain the existing LTS releases, to work with our commercial partners to distribute that desktop, to support our corporate customers who rely on it, and to delight the millions of Internet of Things and cloud developers who innovate on top of it. When he says switching back to GNOME, does that mean GNOME Shell or something based on the GNOME stack? They will be using Gnome Shell, in fact, they're going to be using Ubuntu Gnome as the core development team, as Ubuntu is not going to compete with Ubuntu Gnome, it's just they're going to invest in Ubuntu Gnome and progress the desktop that way. You can look at the description for the video where I link to the quote from Mark discussing that topic. The next most pressing question is probably what will happen to Mir? And a lot of people are thinking that because Ubuntu phone is based on mirror and Unity 8 is based on mirror, that the discontinuation of both of those results in also the discontinuation of mirror. However, Mir is also used for internet of things devices that are being made by canonical and developers. So it's not totally certain right now what will happen to mirror in the long run, but at the moment mirror will continue as an internet of things device uh, display server. As far as the desktop goes I would say it's safe to say that Wayland will become the de facto standard due to this announcement. Next what will happen to Snappy and Snaps? Well actually Snappy and Snaps are fundamental to the desktop paradigm and uh, for the future but also very fundamental and even essential for the Internet of Things approach and cloud infrastructure that Canonical wants to utilize. So the discontinuation of Ubuntu Phone and Unity doesn't change anything with Snaps. In fact it might even make the investment in Snaps and Snappy to be more streamlined and more robust. What if you're in the camp of liking Unity and you may be wondering are you gonna be forced to use GNOME or find something else? While, yes, technically, Ubuntu will be using GNOME as their desktop environment, Unity is not really going away at this point, it seems, because a community-driven fork of Unity 8 has been started called Unit. Uh, There's not much information about it. it. It only started based on the announcement, so there's really no technical specs or previews or anything like that. But a lot of community involvement has been going around this. So it is possible that in the future, Unity will still exist in the form of UNIT. In addition to UNIT, there's actually going to be another port, but it's for the Ubuntu Phone side of it, from ports. They're going to be porting Ubuntu Phone and leaving the current state of being Unity 8 and Mirror as the short-term plan. But the long-term plan is actually just turn Unity 8 into supporting Wayland. Now you may be wondering... Why doesn't Unit collaborate with UBPorts? Because they both have the same, seemingly the same goal of making Unity 8 work on Wayland. That may very well happen. This is the collaboration uh, discussion thread on the UBPorts forum where they're discussing UBPorts and Unit to share code and things like that for their projects. So this is something I will definitely keep up to date with and let you know of any changes in the future. There may be people who are using Unity 7 right now that are kind of worried about what they need to do. So what will happen to Unity 7, and do I need to quickly find a replacement? Well Unity 7 is not going to go away, it's just not going to have any drastic changes being made to it. So for the next year, until 1804, you will still have a Unity as the default desktop environment. So 1704 and 1710 will have Unity. If you're using 1604, then you can continue to use that version until 2021, because the 1604 version is an LTS that has a five-year support window. So if you don't want to use, if you don't want to lose Unity, you have many options to continue to use it. As far as what happens to Unity Seven after the switch. Unity 7 will essentially become a optional install for people who want it. It will be in the repositories, but more than likely won't have that much attention, or even any attention at some point, because the vast majority of the attention going towards Unity will be Unity 8, and the fork of Unit and UbiPorts. That's pretty much it for this topic. But before we move on, I wanted to uh, point out that there was a poll created on the uh, OMG Ubuntu website, asking people what their opinion is on whether they're happy, sad, or indifferent to the announcement. Uh, I'm going to have that link in the description below the video, so if you want to take that poll uh, or see what the current results are, um, it's very interesting, and basically it, it turns out that more people are not so happy about it than are happy which uh, I was kind of surprised by I'm actually in the mixed feelings area so some parts of it sounds potentially good some parts of it sound well anyway if you want to take that poll add your opinion to it there you go next I want to talk about the releases and updates for the various apps that have been released over the past week since this is the first episode, I'm going to cover a little bit more than just this week. I'm going to cover a couple that I think are interesting from previously, with like a week ago or two weeks ago. So, let's get started. First up is Gnome Twitch, which is a Twitch streaming application for the Gnome desktop, but also works with any, any, any desktop. But what it allows you to do is to watch Twitch streams without having to use Flash which is one of my favorite parts of it and another cool part is the fully integrated chat which I uh, I like that very much because it a lot streamlines the process and in my opinion Twitch website is very bloated and this is a much more smooth experience we have a lot of updates for applications for photos uh, first up rapid photo downloader is an application that allows you to very easily and quickly uh, download files from your smartphone or from your camera, your DSLR, or whatever, and um, even allows you to do automated tasks and stuff. So, um, if you are in the market for something like that, definitely check this out. Next up is the National Geographic Wallpaper application. What it allows you to do is choose the wallpaper of the day from the National Geographic. Um, well, wallpaper of the day. And it'll automatically change your wallpaper and set it up for you. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, if you want something more powerful than that, you could check out Variety, which is a wallpaper changer, but it's a very powerful wallpaper changer with multiple sources. Um, the interesting thing about the, about Variety is recently, within the past couple of weeks, the developer of Variety announced that VRTY is shutting down not the application but the service that they provided for adding uh, wallpapers to your your application and it also is changing their policies for certain things for example they're going to be changing uh, what types of sources are allowed based on licensing because it basically they can it puts them in a situation where they they might be displaying copyright material and they don't want to be uh, at Risk for anything, which is completely understandable. Um, This is something I would, I I definitely think you should take a look at as far as the the application itself. It's very cool. We got some Mozilla news first up. Thunderbird has a new release for version fifty-two, and uh, good luck finding version fifty-two. Well, unless if you're using something like Arch, uh, you actually will be easily be able to get fifty-two. But if you're using something, well, anything else. Uh, there's I don't I can't find it. By default, the standard uh, Thunderbird in most repositories is still 45. Uh, if you use like the beta branch for, like the PPA for Ubuntu, for example, it's 53. If you use, but you can also use the early bird PPA, which gives you 54. And if you go to the website, the actual official website for Thunderbird, and you try to click this, it will offer. They can't even show you, but oh, there it is. Forty five point eight. No, I don't want that. So while, yes, there is a release. Not sure where you're supposed to get it. Next up is Firefox is supposed to be having a, a new look. For the browser coming soon. Uh, this is a preview of it. Uh, this is the Mac OS version. Uh, unfortunately, no one's made a, a binary to use for the new development version for this for Linux, so I couldn't make a screenshot for it, but uh, this is essentially what it looked like, and uh, I, I kind of like it and kind of don't. I'm not really sure. Uh, what do you think? Let me know in the comments below. Some more browser news from Chromium, they are working on the support for native Linux desktop notifications so that uh, when you get a notification for an an extension or a website or web app in general, uh, you'll be able to get notifications through lib notify and other things so that you'd have actual integrated notifications with your desktop. So that's pretty cool. And the last thing for browsers this this week is the update for Vivaldi, which introduces a really interesting way of looking at your history for your browsing data. Um, I often want to go back and try to find something that I looked at about a, like a week ago or something like that, and I can't remember where it was or when it was, um, like what day or anything, so... You know, you, you, In most browsers it's really difficult to navigate all of this, but they make it, They put it in a calendar structure and you can go through different entries. It's, it's a very interesting way to do it, and uh, I'm looking forward to trying this out. Next up are some updates for some video editors. Uh, first is Lightworks version 14, which is essentially the first version of Lightworks that has a user interface that is reasonable and actually looks like a video editor and is in this weird hodgepodge of crazy. So that's going to be interesting, and I look forward to playing with that. No, it's still not open source. Then we got an update for OpenShot version 2.3, which brings a lot of interesting improvements, including a a razor tool and uh, zooming improvements. So these are are good things to have, and I'm glad that OpenShot has them, Uh, but it's taken so long to get things that are just default standard features that other editors have had for a very long time and it's uh kind of hard to review open without reviewing us the other ones i might take a longer time and and actually like i haven't tried this version so it may not be fair that I'm, I'm giving this opinion based on the previous version but hopefully they have improved it to the point where i um would be okay with recommending it We'll see I do really like the fact that they use app images to deliver the application that is really cool. So there's that and moving on. We have a new release for latte doc and this is the first state release for the application and latte doc is a doc application for KDE uh, plasma environment. And it's actually in a combination of the Candil and the Now doc merging together to make one uh, cohesive project, which is really cool. And I am currently using Latte doc as a, as a testing for, and I have been doing so for the past few days. I am a big fan of this application, and I'm going to make a review full video about Latte doc in the future. So look out for that. And uh, it was great work by the Latte Dock team. Uh, it's even more powerful than just a dock. And that's what's really impressive about it. So I'll definitely show off some great features in the upcoming video. We got some updates for some music players. Uh, one is actually an electron-based app called Musics, And I've tried this before, and it's very cool. It's got a few bugs here and there uh th- there's not really big bugs mostly there's like lack of features uh, last time i tried it there was some issues with some keyboard shortcuts um hopefully they've improved that and uh, I'm, i do look forward to trying that out deep in music i have tried it's um it looks great looks really good it works incredibly annoyingly the, the short, the shuffle button, you can see on this screenshot, but if you just use the application, that sh- that shuffle button is not there. It's hidden behind a repeat button, so you have to click the repeat, you have to click it again, and then again, and then you finally see the, sh- the shuffle button. Like, um, okay, that's terrible uh, user experience design. Uh, another thing is that the cover art and the lyrics are often incorrect for whatever you're doing and you can't change it you can't tell it to like search for, it. We don't even know what library they're using for the lyrics um, and in some cases the album art is even more confusing that it gets it wrong because for for me I have all the album art embedded into the mp3 and it still gets it wrong so it's probably not even using the album art embedded at all so where is it getting the art? I don't know The final thing I wanted to talk about is the new healing brush feature that is coming to Krita, which is really kind of amazing even. So you can see how they're gonna just remove things automatically, which I know it's using an algorithm to compute how this is going to be done. But even knowing that, it still feels like magic. So, that's awesome. I don't really know how long this video is so far, but I feel like it's kind of long, so I'm just going to stop there. And uh, the other items I'll just put into into the show notes, and you can find those if you want. We'll call them secret links of the day or something. The final segment for this inaugural episode is Desktop Environments, Releases and Updates. XFCE announced that their uh, new XFCE dash test Docker container, based on Ubuntu seventeen hundred four, is available for testing of the Git master of XFCE, which is pretty cool. So it's a lot easier access to test out the latest and greatest from XFCE. And then GNOME three point twenty six has a release date for September thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. And uh, we can all look forward to that. Thanks for watching this first episode of This Week in Linux. Please let me know what you think. I'm very interested to know. I I realize I have some things to work on, so um, I do expect some constructive criticism. So this is the first episode I've done like this ever of any kind of podcast kind of thing. So uh, feel free to be gentle but also honest. So you can leave a comment down below in the description, in the YouTube comments, or you could post on our subreddit, which is r slash This Week in Linux, or you can send me a tweet at This Week in Linux on Twitter. And um, I look forward to seeing your comments. Before I go, I wanted to say the purpose of this show and the direction I want to take it is to provide a single source of news that's collected throughout the week that you could listen to in a podcast form or watch on a video form. Uh, This first version, I wasn't really prepared to do the show yet, so that's why it doesn't feel... It doesn't have a good flow and doesn't have like all the visuals taken care of and everything like that. So I apologize for that part. Uh, I will work on that and improve it for the next episodes. Hopefully... By next episode, I'll have it all taken care of, but at least definitely by episode three for sure. Uh, the more comments you provide me t- for feedback, the faster I can uh, uh, improve some things. So please do that. Thanks for watching. I'm Michael Snow with Tux Digital. And as always, keep using, learning, and enjoying Linux.